Hey everyone, we're finally off cooldown. I'm Cal with Newt and Del once again after quite a long break. What were you guys up to? Well, uh, you know. Yeah, go ahead, Del. Go first. You know, we've just been busy with uh, keeping up with pandemic. Not really much has changed over the past year. But uh, personally, I was recovering from illness, specifically from COVID. So uh, I tell everyone now to go get vaccinated if you can. I just wasn't able. I didn't have the luxury of it beforehand. But yeah, it's not fun. Oh, uh, for so, uh, oh yeah, what have you been up to, Anut? Uh, yeah, thankfully you're back with us. Uh, for those who would remember our last episode last season. Uh, we didn't have Del around, so thankfully he's back and healthy. And with us, with a new hairstyle. If you're on Facebook, you'd notice that we have some new looks for the opening of this new season. But for me, uh, what I've been up to for the past month, well, I've been keeping up with my backlogs. I've been really um, struggling to play the games that I'm supposed to be playing because I've been receiving a lot of review copies and I don't want to waste them so I play them when I receive them and write reviews when they're about to come out for those games so if you're looking for some game recommendations you can PM our page and I'll try to answer we have our own recommendations as well uh, for sure Cal and they'll also have their own recommendations but I've been playing a lot of video games for work over the past month how about you, Cal? What have you been up to? Work. <laughs> Work has kept me busy like the past couple of months or so, but I think I'm about to have a bit more free time in the coming months. So it should be my backlog should be moving along soon. Yeah, but I heard that you're going to be much busier this November and December. Mm, technically, it's continuous work but it's not like all at the same time so i am expecting more free time hopefully so, <laughs> hopefully well, here's the hoping <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, we don't want to go on a break again right after we just came out of one <laughs> no! oh no well at least we'll go we're going to try to have more episodes this season compared to last season and that's going to be our promise to you guys and hopefully we can keep that promise but anyway also, we've got some new content formats upcoming, so you guys should stay tuned for that. But yeah, anyway, today we're gonna be talking about the tournament with the largest prize pool esports. So it's Dota 2's The International, of course. It's the 10th iteration of the tournament, which uh, had its first iteration ba way back in 2011. So we've been waiting for it for a year since last year it got cancelled and moved to this year. Actually moved to this August and then moved to this month so yeah yeah it's ti it's that season that all of your friends suddenly go back to playing dota and then after the season's over they stop again relatable <laughs> to be honest i started playing dota <laughs> this year after like two years break uh i only returned this august for ti and then it got delayed so i guess i kept playing dota until now <laughs> yeah i just remember i just remember this thing that we used to do um until this ti our group used to watch ti together almost every year since i think that was ti7 or ti8 yeah yeah I, I, yeah ti7 when team liquid beat um newbie in the finals right yeah yeah and then because of health protocols this year sadly we can only do that over at discord so it's still fun experience getting to watch it with friends even if it's just over the internet 
but it would have been so much more fun if we can do it um, in person. So that's why, like what Del said earlier, we urge everyone to get vaccinated so that we can go back to the things that we used to do before the COVID situation happened. But still, there's a lot of things to look forward to to this year's TI, and we're going to be talking about those this episode. So, first off, the group stage has finally concluded. There's a lot of surprises from the group stage. Like, I'm personally on the CIS Hopium train. Finally, my CIS boys are all in the upper bracket. So, I'm really glad about that. (laughs) Even if I haven't been following Dota as heavily as before. So, finally, the region might get uh, better results this year. Yeah, well, it was definitely pretty interesting. Like, I wasn't expecting the results. Like, you know how everyone had sort of like this idea that it was going to be like LGD and EG as powerhouses, this TI, and suddenly we see EG in the lower bracket. Well, like, right out of the gate. Not starting strong there, EG. At least you're 50% correct with that statement, right? PSG LGD uh, topping their own um their own groups during the group stages and picking T1 as their opponents in the upper bracket. Which gives us Team Secret versus OG on the other side of the bracket. And what completes the upper bracket are the Invictus Gaming against Team Spirit and Virtus Pro against Vichy Gaming. And as Dell mentioned, EG will be down there in the lower bracket going against another supposed powerhouse in the Chinese Dota, uh, Dota 2 scene, Team Elephant, which is like a superstar organization or like superstar team composed of. Um, you know, it's hard to call them washed up, but you know, they were the strongest players from yesteryears and they banded together to form this like super team, but have so far been underperforming based on our expectations. And other teams on the lower bracket are Team Undying going against Fnatic, Quincy Crew going against Team Aster, Beast Coast against Alliance, and the scary part here in the first round of the lower bracket is it's only best of one. Yeah, the best of one lower bracket opening matches are always nerve-wracking, especially for like teams like Beast Coast was like the only team left in the region and then they could go home in like one match. This is like the one match to decide everything. So usually you see the cheese strats come out during this the lower bracket best of ones. Yeah, I actually don't know how to feel about that that lower bracket BO1 there between Beast Coast and Alliance cuz honestly, I thought Alliance would be performing much much better than they actually did in the group stages like i'm a big fan of nico baby and i don't know what happened to them like their performance was so subpar that i don't know who's gonna win between vc and the alliance there and who's gonna get booted out immediately at this very start of the the actual main stage of ti there's a lot actually even the fanatic versus undying one is kind of tough to call for me I like both these teams, but um... I I also I'm also a fan of both the teams, but I think my vote goes to Undying on this one. As for the uh, C Pride, I'm I'm just gonna put that all into T1 because they're already in the upper bracket. <laughs> I move all the hype train to T1, I guess. How about you, Newt? What do you think about the lower bracket best ones? Well, you know, there's so much talent in TI that it's really hard to. Um 
discount any of these teams and while we have high expectations for some of the teams to perform really well a lot of teams just surpass our expectations and do better than what people give them credit for you know so it's not like we're disapp- uh, it's not like some of the teams are underperforming it's just that some of the other teams that people don't really pay attention to turn out to be really good you know um a lot of predictions pointed towards T1 not reaching upper bracket but we're here now and they're going against the number one the groups PSG LGD and that's frankly one of the um, more popular teams that people believe will win TI this year and T1 might even overperform again this time around and it's not going to be discounting PSG LGD where no one should think that PSG LGD underperforms whenever they lose to T1 it's just that T1 turns out to be better than people expected and instead of discounting teams for losing against so-called underdogs we should just be giving more props to the teams who actually outperform expectations from them so in terms of the lower bracket structure going back to that topic well I think it's necessary at this point because there's still so many teams here and we only have enough time for the tournament before it becomes too dragging and it might be disappointing to see some of these teams leaving this early in the tournament but that's how it is in this grandest stage of them all right we have to live with the fact that some of the teams will have to leave this early and it has always been like this ever since but you know even if you leave uh in the first stage or the first round of the lower bracket you're still bringing home six hundred thousand dollars and that's nothing to scoff at yeah definitely but on a more personal note i want to know what you guys are who you're rooting for in these brackets like who who do you want to see make their way out of the lower bracket maybe make it uh later on even maybe make it to the grand finals like for each of these matchups that we're seeing on day one who do you think and i don't mean like basing off of statistics or data or performance in the group stages who do you want to win in these matchups particular matchups or are we talking about for the entire tournament already no no just for the particular matchups on day one like who do you want to make to to like not get eliminated in that lower bracket bo1 and then who do you want to win in the upper brackets that's actually really tough for me. Like for Beast Coast and Alliance, I kind of like both teams, but I feel like I kind of want Beast Coast to win just to see SA move further. Their their place is quite interesting, and like it's the only they're the only one left from their region, so it's kind of I want to see them do better. And then I think the toughest matchup for me personally would be EG versus Elephant because I like a lot of the players in both of these teams. I kind of expected EG versus Elephant to happen like way deeper into the bracket or like Elephant versus LGD or EG versus LGD to happen later on. But apparently, <laughs> they're both, one of them is going home after one match. So, man, it'd be really tough to see EG go this early, but I actually wouldn't mind Elephant moving on because I also like, I really like. The players in Elephant too. I mean, I rooted for LGD last year, so. So that's why you're acting earlier when I said. They're they're old players, uh, washed up. Yeah, I just I mean, can't find the term. Old. They're not washed. They're not really washed up, you know. So no need to be hurt there. I just can't find the proper term, but you know they're like 
the best you know, they, the, the best players of different teams come together to form a super team but they've so far yeah yeah but the thing you know super teams just because you have the best of the best that doesn't always mean that they can work together right we've seen that before and yeah, okay. uh, actually what, what we're seeing the right now secret, with right? elephant doesn't feel yeah, right the first <laughs> and, and yes yeah, so what what we're seeing in the performance so far of elephants exactly the same how team secret in its first iteration was uh elephant doesn't seem to have the right chemistry or you know their picks don't really reflect well on on you know their picks aren't exactly the picks that we know those players for we were talking about that earlier you were giving proper examples Del. i just can't remember them from the from the top of my head oh uh yeah um there was a game earlier uh between it was it was lgd and elephant i think so it's like you know punish somnus and punish fy <laughs> getting back at their old or against their old org but Solpus just wasn't performing really well at mid earlier with his Storm Spirit, and uh, he just collapsed against nothing to say his Dragon Knight. And I think that was the shortest game of the group stages and of TI so far at 18 minutes, 18 minutes, 17, 17 minutes, 17 minutes. Yes. Yeah, like, I was watching that live, and it was it was pretty wild to see it happen because you know this is this was Somnus specifically. I was talking about Somnus because it's not a performance I've seen from him like to be beaten that bad at mid. By a DK, it's yeah, weird. you could call it like a low point in his career. Uh, <laughs> just and and you even mentioned specifically how he took that loss. He quit right immediately. They called GG. Oh uh, yeah, so as soon as they called GG, Somnus just disconnected straight up from the game. Like you could you could tell he was upset by that performance. And well, that that loss really cemented their position, the lower bracket, and. There's another match that they had earlier where they faced up against Quincy Crew and they lost those games as well. But they didn't give up so much in that matchup. They went against uh, uh, Quincy Crew and their second game actually went for an over an hour. So they weren't really giving up yet then. But there are just some teams who are outperforming them right now. Yeah, I do agree though that uh, it was kind of a hard decision on my part. Like, who do I want to win between EG and Elephant? Because I'm also a big fan of Arteezy. But I, I don't know. I, I, something about me tells me that I, I would prefer Elephant to win this time. Also, because as much as I'm a fan, like, I'm a fan of Arteezy, but you know about the Arteezy curse. And like, <laughs> I feel like this one is this time it's hitting a little early, you know? This is very early though. My God. They were like, Coming into TI, they were like the second most favorite team to win, right? Everyone was talking about, ah, oh, it's gonna be EG versus LGD. Yeah, everyone, like coming into TI before the group stages, everyone was saying like, oh, it's gonna be between LGD and EG. It's gonna be between LGD and EG. And now we see EG on the brink of elimination right now on day one. Like, it's right after the group stages. So that, that's something that nobody expected. And, and I think yeah, it's pretty interesting yeah, also that, yeah, that, that happened. The, the most interesting part here is EG were actually performing really well early on in the group stages. And they actually lost to very, you know, unassuming Unexpe teams, unexpected mm -hmm. teams. And the, the memes on uh, regarding that were really on point. You know, the meme where um, I know I can't beat you, but he can. And they're pointing at um, what team was that who... Uh, EG lost to again. They they were losing uh, you mean, you mean to one, one really unexpected or... Yeah, yeah, they went one one to undying, which led them that, to what, going to the, lower them down to the lower bracket. Had they two owed that, it would cause a bunch of tiebreakers, and then uh, they wouldn't have been secured their they wouldn't have immediately been secured their place at the lower bracket. But that it ended up going that way. So 
you know, yeah. I, I was actually watching the game. They, they had lost the first game. Or, wait, uh, I don't remember if it was the first or second game. But yeah, uh, our, that one of those games, one of those two games in the 1-1, one, one, I can't remember which one it was. Arteezy was farming so well on the Naga Siren. He had the most last hits of the group stages so far, and they still lost. So that was kind of weird, because it, it looked like things could have been in their favor until they were like team fight after team fight of just EG losing. Yeah, on day so, one, they 2-0'd Aster, they 2-0'd T1. They split with... Uh, they, they lost two games to IG. And then they split. Um, they split the series against Alliance. So you see, they they were losing to a very unexpected foes. They they went one one against Alliance. Uh, one they, one against OG. One one against OG. They also dropped one as mentioned um, against Undying, which sent them to the lower bracket. These are, you know, teams that you would expect EG to beat easily. But instead, they were like doing really well against the stronger foes, and when you're when they're facing against the other teams who are right now in the lower bracket against them, it's like they're meeting their match. And those lower bracket teams were actually the reason why they're also in the lower bracket. They also got two zero by BP though. Oh yeah, well, well BP is in a <laughs> really strong, really strong. Position right now. <laughs> so that's not really unexpected. They also lost against um, IG, I think, on day one. So yeah, uh, the top teams from the upper bracket gave EG two zeros. That yeah, one, <laughs> the NA teams bringing each other now. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> well, for me, uh, I you know, Del said he's a big fan of Arteezy. I'm a big fan of Arteezy's curse. And I really want EG to beat Elephant here and reach all the way to the Grand Final so that they could lose and Arteezy can once again be second place in oh a major God. in a major tournament so that we can keep the Arteezy curse alive, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I want from this tournament. And I want them to face OG in the finals. So needless to say, I think OG will beat Team Secret. Then they'll beat Invictus Gaming in the upper bracket round two, all the way to the upper bracket final. They'll be beating T1. Yeah, you heard it here first. T1 will reach the upper bracket <laughs> final. They'll face OG there, and then T1 will fall to the lower bracket final, where they will be facing against Evil Geniuses. Well. Well, unfortunately, Evil Geniuses will be banning Husker because why won't you? And they'll be T1 because of that. So my finals will be EG against OG, which EG will lose to keep the Arteezy's curse alive. And that's TI according to and Neutral. That's right TI there. according to Neutral. You heard that here first. That, that's what's Place your bets, everybody. <laughs> this is how it's going down. Well, so what about you, Cal? How do you think it's going down? Like, who do you want to see in the finals, and who do you think? How who do you think is gonna get there, or you know, come close? Okay, so before the group stage, I was riding on some like China copium, right? I really wanted to see LGD versus Elephant, like Wings 2.0 versus last year's LGD 2.0 fighting off for the Aegis, so that finally it'll be an Eastern team winning TI again <laughs> after a long reign of western teams so to bring balance back to the forest but i don't know if elephant can <laughs> reach the end this time maybe i'll just go back to like 
my old my oldest the one true love CIS Dota. So I'm gonna go all in on VP this year. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I wouldn't fault you for thinking that this VP team is. is very young, but they're also really strong. Uh, yeah, I they've think, been looking really strong. In yeah, the group they're, they're really looking strong. Um, it's just that some some of their losses felt like uh, them feeling so um, frustrated over some clashes that didn't go their way. So I think it's more of them having to manage their emotions still, because you know a lot of a lot of the veterans have a lot of experience in losing and they can take it better. But this VP team, still I can see some um, shades of disappointment from them, of frustration whenever they lose clashes or whenever they lose matches. If you see any series where VP lost game 1, uh, I think there's a high chance for them to lose game 2 of that series because of their frustrations. So while VP is really strong, I think if uh, the most important thing to do to them if you're facing them here in TI is to win game one. If you win game one, you're going into game two and game three with very big advantage against this young team. I mean, it's not necessarily always true. They went 1 1 against OG after throwing a massive lead in the group stages. Like, uh, they had, I think the, the ending score was OG winning with 35 kills on their team, but VP threw away what oh, was yeah. like a 20, 20,000 oh, plus yeah, yeah. This is, they ended with 53 kills but this they is, lost the game this is the double throw series right because VP was winning game 1 OG, yeah, was, and OG was way way behind <laughs> and, then, and then OG was winning game 2 and then VP turned it around so yes yeah. so, so, sometimes that's that's but, the case but, but in, in game 1 they brought out a really interesting shot that we hadn't seen previously in the group stages. I, I I don't know if it's like a VP only thing, but they're the only ones who've used it so far where they're running like Dawnbreaker 1. Uh, and then they've got like a pause 3 Darkseer and a Bounty Hunter and they just go wild around the map. But the problem with it was that they didn't have any pushing power because your only source of right-click damage is Dawnbreaker. VP's been pulling out some pretty interesting strats and I do want to see where they go this tournament. Like uh, GPK was playing in, in the two games that they were up against EG, where they completely swept the floor with them, GPK was playing Earth Spirit mid, I, not Earth Spirit, sorry, Earth Shaker mid against both Abed's Ember Spirit and Abed's Void Spirit, and he won both of those mid lanes and they won both of those games. I am actually excited to see if they're going to bring those pocket strats to the playoffs or if those are just, you know, what, 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 those are just like a preview of what they have in store for us. It's interesting to see what kinds of strategies Virtus Pro will be bringing to the table now that they are in the upper bracket of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. being so, in the upper bracket does give you like more leeway to experiment, right? Because you can still have like fall back to the lower. It won't I, initially eliminate you. I don't know if that's the if that's the right strat, but yeah, that's certainly one thing you can do with the upper bracket advantage. And but actually... Anyway, sorry. Uh, were, were you done explaining like your your choices like how you thought TI would go down? Oh, if I was gonna like run it run down the whole bracket, I am expecting IG to win versus Team Spirit, and then they would face OG. I mean, I'm not a fan of OG, but let's face it, they're really strong during TI, so I'll give them the win there. And then it'll be LGD versus VP immediately, so that brings T1 and then Vici down to face. Oh man, sorry Fnatic, but I really, I also believe Undying might, will probably win the lower bracket best of one. And then actually, Quincy Crew versus Team Master, we haven't talked about. 
Oh yeah, this one's a oh, tricky yeah, one. Have. Both teams showed a lot of promise uh, in their respective regions. Actually, there was a time when Team Aster was the strongest team in China during the season, but they were falling off towards the end of the season. And so far here in the group stages, they haven't been doing too well as well. Quincy Crew for a time was also the lowest ranking team in the group stages, but they managed to go over the uh, South American team in their group and managed to head to the lower bracket. And well, both teams are underdogs here and I can't tell who's the bigger underdog between the two. Honestly, I think between the two of these, Quincy Crew seems like the bigger underdog to me. But I do also think that Aster will be the one to win out this one. Uh, their first, I think it was the first two or first one day of the group stage, they didn't have, they had a sub in mid laner. Don't remember exactly why, but as soon as they got their mid laner back, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that was also an Aster 2 0 OG in the group stages. And they've kind of had this sort of on and off thing where sometimes they'll perform really good and other times they'll just get flattened. And I'm not, I don't really know what to attribute it to, but. I feel like Aster has been performing better than Quincy Crew overall. Mm. If I was gonna go heart overhead, I would definitely, I would still pick Aster to win that because Lanham is in that team, Monet is in that team. So Lanham has been like the oldest player at TI for like three years already or something. Yeah, so let, let's go, let's get some old blood in this game. <laughs> TI has slowly been like a changing of the guards for the past few years, more and more. Legends are retiring, yeah, anymore. So, yeah, so I'll probably put Aster up to win that series. So, they'll be facing Team Secret, and then Undying will be facing Loser of A. So, that would be that would be Team Spirit. Spirit, yeah. And then between Beast Coast and Alliance, I want Beast Coast to win, I guess. And then between EG and Elephant, I choose Elephant. So that would leave the upper bracket. I think LGD will still like win out the upper bracket, and then VP will make their way to the finals <laughs> through the lower the bracket. Lower bracket. We're, we're yeah. all we're all discounting Team Spirit, but actually Team Spirit has a very strong mid laner in the form of uh, Toronto Tokyo, who has the highest KDA rating. So I'm just putting it out there right now. Yeah, but we're kind of going head over. I mean, we're we're going hard over head right now. This is yeah. more of like who who we think, who we want. A little bit more than statistics, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've been a big fan of VP since their solo era, and that was like they were dominant for three years, but always failed at TI. So maybe it's finally time for them to do the other way around and not dominate the DPC as much, but you know, do Give better at TI. <laughs> yeah. Man, imagine the CIS getting the Aegis after, like, during the very first TI and during the tenth one. What a story! <laughs> okay, that that'll be my story for TI. VP takes it all. <laughs> I see. Okay, Who so are they facing again in the finals? In your LGD, LGD, LGD. classic VP LGD. We, that's that's a. <laughs> it's well, a classic China versus CIS. Yeah, but we haven't seen that in a long while. I think that's a, the last time we've seen that was TI. TI3, wasn't it? TI3 oh, was... TI, uh... TI2. Well, because we had um, Navi, Navi versus, versus IG. IG. And then after yeah. that, that, it never happened again, right? CIS against China in the finals. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you know, after TFV, now we kind of <laughs> became man. Yeah, and VP didn't show up in finals. I mean, they they dominate the season and then tank at TI. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so for Cal, this year is VP's year. Well, that's, that's a lot of copium, but yeah, if no, it's not well, going to VP, I want LGD to take it. <laughs> I, I'm not actually thinking it's a lot of copium because VP, as Del and I have mentioned earlier, they look really strong and they're really scary. This TI, and if they do reach the finals, I think they have high chances of winning as long as they keep their head together. Um, uh, I wouldn't mind if VP wins actually, uh, as long as they beat as long as they beat EG in the finals. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> so anyone, as long as, as, long as EG goes second, second. <laughs> as long as EG goes second, I'll be superbly happy. I see. What about you, Del? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big OG fan through and through, so I'm 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 holding it in there. My my biggest copium is still that I want to see the three peat. Wow. Because you know, defending champion twice in a row, why not give it a third? Give Sumail another win. So and yeah, so I imagine that OG will win against Team Secret here, and then they'll be up against IG. Correct me um, if I'm wrong. If ever if ever OG wins here, it's going to be Sumail who's going to be the first champion or um the first two-time champion from, from two, two different, different teams. teams. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, amazing. And they're going to be crowning a new champion in the form of Saxa as well. Yeah, I, I mean, believe like, Saxa was a, a runner-up in one tournament before. I think while he, he was, was in, in DC. Yeah, in Digital Chaos when they got yeah. beaten by Wings. At, I think yep. that was TI5 or TI6. Ti yes. Yeah, like, OG wasn't looking too strong leading into TI, but then the new OG as we know it, like the, the previous roster that they had, they never won any majors. They just got the TI, won it, came back they the next really year, won it They got really lucky, again. man. <laughs> the Western <laughs> Europe qualifier, they, they like, well, who did they beat again? Was it Nigma? I, I think they beat Nigma. Uh, let me check for a bit. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, 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 it, it was... wasn't Nigma. They beat Tundra Esports. And it was... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty close. It was actually 3-2. It, it, we almost lived in a timeline. Oh, time this was the reverse sweep. It wasn't a reverse sweep. They were it trading wasn't. blows. Yeah, and we almost lived in a world where Tundra <laughs> was going to what be in TI. TI. And OG, I don't know what's up with them. They just seem to perform really well whenever it's TI. For some yeah, odd reason. They bring out all of the, that's when they bring out their big boy pants. You know, they're, they're all serious, <laughs> but... I, the new, I guess the new lineups, it's pretty good. I still miss the old one. I miss Jerax a whole lot, especially. But I think Sox has actually been like he's he's so understated. Like nobody really talks about. It. Everyone talks about Samail. Everyone's talking about Samail's performance. But I think Sox is absolutely amazing. Like as a grounded position four, he's not Jerax. He's not Mister Playmaker, but he does what he needs to do and he does it really well. Like I don't see any gaps in the way that he plays. Or you know that's obviously just the OG fan in me speaking. But I've, I've really fallen in love with Soxa as a player, even if. He's so different from Jerax. Yeah, so I, I think I want OG to take it. And I think well, originally I thought that, you know, they're going to be against LGD in the finals. But then the more I thought about it and seeing the way that VP was playing these past few days in the group stages, I realized that I think LGD is going to make it, but I want it to be VP versus OG in the finals. Just because VP does things a little bit unconventionally with some of their strats, and sometimes it works out. And I think I want to see that more in the grand finals, more than I want to see like, you know, you know, like PSG like L LGD even in like TI8, 
they were like this really clean cut very practiced uh they are they knew what they were gonna do and it's it's very classic dota like it, it's not they're not trying to mix up or make some kind of weird combinations or some some weird uh co- team compositions work they they know what their roles are and they do it really really well their executes are amazing but i kind of want to see the weird strats that vp has been pulling out i want to see that in the grand finals and i want to see that up against og because og is also known to do some questionable quote-unquote questionable strats and then that'll definitely after that it would definitely shake up the meta of like our, our pub games you know we'll start to see some really weird shit in pubs actually og's already uh, already apologizing on their social media for all of the future io3 io3 and weaver and uh, lc5s uh, lc5s they're well, gonna the, see the weaver 4 wasn't sorry like the yeah no, no, not yeah, weaver 4 the lc5s the LC5. lc5s and the io3s which frankly weren't working for them either <laughs> and i don't know why people would be doing that in pubs if it's not even workable for og most of the time but they yeah. actually have this i have this tiny bit of upper bracket copium what mm. i want to see t1 kick LGD down to the lower bracket. Oh, we all know that's that's what's going to happen if we believe in you know, if we actually go over the stats. The T one's going to the finals and they're gonna beat out everyone. Oh, they're gonna be EG. Yeah, they're gonna, gonna beat everyone because no one's going to ban Husker and they'll just keep picking Husker. And they'll be surprised that Cuckoo's back at mid, and they'll be just be letting it be, letting it be and go like, oh, okay, Cuckoo's back in mid probably not the big threat and then they lose and no one's gonna yeah, as, bother to ban husker you know as for the lower bracket i'm i'm still really torn i'm, I'm really torn between eg and elephant who i want to win between those two because i feel like out of these four matchups aside from uh, undying fanatic well actually now that i think about it again there are three of the matchups in in the lower bracket that i'm very I, i'm really invested in like uh eg versus elephant because i'm, I'm a fan of eg and i'm well, not not that big a fan, but I'm a fan of EG, and I'm also interested to see what's going on with Elephant, because you know it's got Somnus, you got FY, you've got all of these all-star players in there, and I re- it's kind of weird to see that one of these like I, I would consider them to be like major powers, right? You know, like yeah. one of them's just gonna go like that, just like that at the beginning of TI. Same thing with Beast Coast and Alliance. Beast Coast because they're like the SA underdog; they're the only one of SA that made it this far, and they've been performing pretty well, like especially for a team that we didn't really expect to perform the way that they did and then of course there's alliance like i said i was a fan of nico baby i am a fan of nico baby but they've been performing so bad i don't i really don't know how to feel about that matchup but i feel like my my gut's telling me beast coast is gonna win that one and alliance is gonna get kicked out well just a quick vibe check since we're talking about alliance going to the airport again if ever (laughs) alliance does lose in this first round in the lower bracket do you think it's time for s4 to retire or do you actually think he will retire after this ti i feel He's... like there's money in playing even if you don't win that's but... true he's the only one of the ti3 alliance team that's still playing right everyone else retired already loda bulldog ake yeah an alliance stands for airport well ppd almost but he just no. didn't qualify Wait, for ppd is from eg Oh, is he? Is he still up? Oh, oh wait, no, sorry. Of, speaking of PPD, like, right, you know sorry. how everyone's saying that, like, you know how PPD was uh, coaching Alliance. Oh, he's coaching Alliance. Okay. He was. He was. They don't have a coach right now. <laughs> yeah, people are saying that since PPD left, Alliance has been playing like trash. That's that's the that's where wow. the confusion came from. Yeah, but PPD, one of the old guards who just wouldn't let playing go. You know. I see. 
I think some players really shine as coaches more. So I don't know if S4 is the kind of player to turn coach. But maybe he'll consider put hanging up his keyboard. Man, S4 had a really good run though. Well, yeah, he played moving so on. many roles. <laughs> but moving yeah. on, Del, you were saying for the lower yeah, bracket. Between, between Beast Coast and Alliance, I, I kind of feel like Beast Coast is winning out for me. Like I, I want to see them go the distance, even just to make it like you know pre-finals, uh, fight their way to maybe day three, day four. That'd be pretty interesting. Quincy Crew and Aster, not too sure. Didn't follow them enough. Uh, between the two of them, I've been following Aster more than uh, Quincy Crew through the group stages, and I think Aster's gonna win. And Undying and Fnatic again. Sorry, C region, but I want to see Undying take this one. Yeah, the best scorpion would be T1 and Fnatic in the finals. That's going to be really. That, that's sweet. a lot of copium. That's a lot of copium. <laughs> <laughs> that would require T1 to stand up for bracket the whole time. And Fnatic not to lose a single game. Fnatic to climb through all the way through the lower bracket. Yeah. You, know, you never know. They could pull. A, they could pull an OG, right? Yeah, that that was one of OG's runs, right? A whole lower bracket run. Yeah, I think that was that was the TI8 run, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The they, first they, they made it through qualies. They 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 entered through qualies into the lower bracket and they fought all the way until they made it to the the finals with LGD against LGD. The the only difference is I don't think Fnatic gets a buff every TI season, unlike OG, who suspiciously gets real good when it's TI time. Maybe that's like really the how they've been they playing. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that isn't the case for the first, the, their first Aegis, but their previous one, it might be that they really were saving for TI. <laughs> yeah, well, you never really know. It's hard to tell if, you know how OG has this amazing ability to come back. And they also yeah. have this amazing ability to throw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this weird duality. It's like, they can have a massive lead and then suddenly like lose three fights in a row and then they just lose the game from there. Or they can they can be like 20k behind, like what happened against VP, and then they can still make it back and win the game somehow. So it, it's really I don't know, it, it, it's inconsistent. So I don't really know what to feel. Still a fan though. Hate me. <laughs> Alright, so let's jot that down again so we can call each other out after TI is over. Well, so, I think it's two on one. Uh, both I and Del think that OG is going to win this one, and Cal thinks BP th is gonna win. I think LGD is gonna win, yeah. but my heart wants BP to win. Well, realistically, I don't know if OG is going to make it because I want them to make it, but I really feel like it's gonna be between LGD and maybe VP in the finals, and the OG is like, or maybe v uh, LGD and IG. And then OG is like probably gonna get eliminated in like the third before the before the grand finals, like right before the grand finals. Hmm. Oh wait, so who's your pick then? Uh, my OG. pick, my my pick. If if we're following what I want, my heart. If we're following my heart. It's still OG. Okay, so that's two OGs then. <laughs> that's <what you> said. <laughs> two OGs and one PSG LG. Oh well. No. I thought I thought, Ka I thought you wanted T one. Call call. Follow your heart. Don't you want the T one? Oh no, yeah, wasn't it EG obvious that I was just hopeuming all the way? Yeah, there. I mean, I'm still just. Nah, hoping OG. I, I still think it's OG. It's going to win. And OG v EG, and then EG loses. Yeah, as long as EG <laughs> loses in the finals, I'm fine. <laughs> imagine that. Like, imagine how Fly would feel after. No Tail wins his first eight, his like his third ages in a row, 
against him. Well, you should have thought of that before leaving OG, right? <laughs> well, who knows if OG would have won the first time or the second left, time. Yeah. yeah, if they hadn't left. Maybe it was really Fly's Fly was the problem. Well, that could be. <laughs> okay, so that's two OGs and one VP for going hard. But if we're going brain, I'm really, it, I, I really can't pick another team than LGD. <laughs> Okay. Before, uh, like, there's a massive upset and LGG gets eliminated, day three. If I'm going to follow, you know, my gut feeling here, you know, I don't want them to win, but they still think EG has it in them to win TI, even with these very stacked odds against them. Hmm. If they get their head together, I think they still can win. So you're saying bigger fan of RTZ than the curse? No, I'm not a big fan of RTZ. I'm just saying that I think they can win. Uh, I oh, believe yeah. I, that I guess, I guess your gut is a bigger fan of RTZ. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a weird way to put it, but uh, probably. Sure. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind EG going to the end. I actually, the only reason I didn't like EG was because Sumail was there. Does, does so that mean you don't like OG now? Well, I didn't like OG. I'll never like OG in the first yeah. place. <laughs> So now that they got somewhere, I don't like them even more. <laughs> At least EG. If EG wins, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting story at the very least. EG's second win with an entirely new lineup. I think that's going well, to be a first again. Either way, it looks like it's setting up to be a pretty exciting TI, no matter who you're a fan of. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the matches have been great and the meta's pretty interesting. The next so that... five days will be... A blessing for us Dota 2 fans for all of the awesome games that we're going to be seeing. I hope a lot of the games reach best of three or three games and then the finals. Hopefully it's not a stomp. Okay, OG, please don't stomp your finals opponent. You know what else I hope for? I hope we see less Tiny. It's not very fun <laughs> to watch Tiny. Especially Tiny Lycan. Can we just stop? Like, I, I get it. It's strong, but... Well, it's you boring. gotta do what you gotta do. You know, OG did that with their IO and TI8. They're not going to be shying away from cheap strats this time around. You know, nothing's yeah, gonna change. Yeah, but that wasn't the grand finals. If I see so, I feel like we're gonna see a lot of Tiny just making it there towards the end. Like Man. even if, like Elder Titans. I like, really hope they right ban those heroes. You know, who have they? Who have who have they been banning anyway? If not Tiny. Mm. I think it really is matchup dependent. Um, there's no like first ban, first ban where it's always the same hero. Like like we saw in the Animator where it was always TA, Mars, and AA that would just get banned over and over again. Oh, Seems yeah. like a lot of things are really dependent on who you're up against and what you know they play. Well, whatever. I hope they ban Tiny more in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, all, it's also my prediction, so please give me the point. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the case is, uh, I hope that TI will be fun this year for the playoffs. I hope that there's a lot of surprises. You know, I don't really mind if my predictions were wrong as long as we get good games and pleasant surprises and no, you know, massive throws that's going to make you scratch your head. I ho I'm I'm hoping for a lot of outplays instead of you know throw plays. And yeah, I actually hoping for the same thing. I'm also hoping for like one. I want to see a really, really long game again, like we saw. It was like what? There was like an eight, a 64 minute game. 
I want to see something longer than I want to see how pros play with the stupid tier five items. I want to see that. Yeah. Like, 80 minute 20, game. 20 minutes of people with X Machinas, with Apexes, Mirror Shields, and Fallen Skies. Can we, can we get that? You don't get to like see a lot game? of that. Yeah, that will be fun. I feel like we'll see at least one game go like 70 or 80 minutes. It's TI. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping for that. But you know, the, you know, the meta has kind of been like a lot of snowballing, even in these pro games. They want to go fast and they want to go hard and just bring it into the game. I guess we'll see. So, yeah, that's it for us today. And we'll be back on Friday with some new content. It's like a new format, a new kind of content. So please stay tuned on all our platforms. Uh, we'll see you after TI and on Friday. So, yeah, this has been Cal, Newt, and Q for the Off Cooldown Podcast. Say bye, guys. Well, I'm Del now, but yeah. All right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, guys. Stay frosty.